Hello and welcome back to the JR Podcast. I'm Jared. Uh, I'm Rainer Kosnick. And we talk about our experiences here at the University of Dayton. It's been a couple weeks since our last podcast, but that's because our classes have picked up and, and you know, lives get busy. But here we're back with a brand new, fresh topic. Rainer, what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about higher education, um, MBAs, law degrees, and others. Um, and, and specifically, we want to talk about what people want to do after college, why they want to do them, and what's the best thing for us, and maybe what's the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get started. Awesome, yeah. And, and then, you know, so just kind of like talk about uh, what are the things that you can do, you know, after you graduate. And I think for a lot of people, the obvious thing is like, oh, you got your degree, go it's work. It's time to go get a job. Uh, but there's also the higher education path. So, you know, I... I have gotten a job offer. I've accepted a job offer. I'm planning to go uh, immediately to the career path. But um, Rainer, you kind of talked about you're you're kind of interested, or yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna do this something similar. Um, I don't have a huge desire to go back into school after graduation. Um, I've never been a huge school person. Yeah, you kind of talked about this in the last podcast, but I like school. I I like school. I think. Um, it's very useful. I think some things can be taught better. Um, but personally, at 23, I feel like I have spent most of my time in the classroom, and this is a, a good time for me to venture out and find that experience that I've been looking for and wanting um, that's outside of the classroom. Um, I'm very hands-on. That's kind of the big reason why I became an engineer to begin with, is because I like working with my hands and um, I like building things, and um, and so I'm kind of I'm ready to to move out of like the the academic field and into the uh, into the workforce. So, um, but that doesn't mean that I won't get that I, I'm not looking to get you know an MBA per se in the future or a law degree even. Yeah. Um, that's something that I want to talk to you about. Um, There's so many different types of degrees that you can get um, out of or in graduate school. And when we were freshmen, we you actually talked to me about getting a law degree. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and the reason why I'm really interested in this is because um, typically what companies will do. This is what I've heard. Um, this is all what I've heard through the, the grapevine. But um, companies will take. Um, employees with like a degree in engineering and then those those employees will who also have a minor in philosophy they'll put those those candidates through grad school really they'll put them through law like school. the company will pay for your education yeah so this is something that like is another question that i have for you know the the people but um People always say that they want to go get like MBAs and yeah, that, like yeah. the the that like they they want to do it and they want to do it that and the way in which the company will pay for their schooling. I don't know how often that actually happens. Yeah, I'd love to know if companies actually do that because I, I haven't heard of that before. Because well, I mean, I've I've heard of that a lot. A lot of people talk about how that's like. That's their goal. Is that they're gonna, 
they're going to get an undergraduate undergrad degree and then they go into the workforce and then they work for a few years and then the company that they worked for um, will offer to send them to school and pay for their their higher ed. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a pretty sweet deal. But, I mean, that'd be Personally. awesome. That's definitely something that I'm planning to do in my future. And, and you kind of just laid it out like um, – because I've talked to a lot of engineers because they get to they, – they work their way up the ranks to the plant, and then they get to, like, plant manager if you're working as an engineer in a manufacturing setting. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. That's kind of like the, the pinnacle of what you can get with your engineering degree. And if you want to move up into the more executive, you know, roles, you kind of have to have an MBA. You kind of have, have business background. And so the MBA kind of is like, uh, you get it, you get it, and it gives you more opportunity for higher paying jobs within mm-hmm. the company. It's kind of how I see it. I think it's known. Engineering is a great school to start, is a great area to start in. Yes. Um, it's, got a, it's got a really high floor. Um, but unfortunately, engineering, there is a pretty low ceiling. If, and if you don't know what that, what that means when I say that, when, a, when a, a field of work has a high floor, that means that starting salary is pretty high, and a low ceiling is that um, you'll, probably only, you'll probably only make um, 20 to 30, maybe 40K higher than the initial salary for the length of your career. Um, and yeah. you know, 120k after working for 10 years is is nice, um, and you know, that's great. But yeah, I was listening to the last podcast because you did mention I was like that. I that really doesn't make make sense. Um, that engineering has a low ceiling because but I think what you were talking about um, was you were talking about if you just did engineering, like if you just stayed in like in mm-hmm. doing engineering positions, the, the kind of the wage like um the salary range is not as big right you're never going to get paid unless you're unless you specialize in something you're never going to get paid three hundred thousand dollars to be an engineer exactly and i think that's where the 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 law degree or the mba and that Mm kind of that sets you um to the next standard and that's kind of why um i chose the engineering degrees because engineering is a very versatile degree like you can go like you said you can become a patent lawyer you have to get an engineering degree before that, and then you get a law. Um, yeah. You pass the bar exam, and that's that's an avenue that you can go into if you choose law after engineering. Uh, MBA, obviously. Uh, management, University and has that five-year program okay. um, that yeah. you can do, and you can get, like, a management degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, there are a few, and I wish I looked into it when I was 18, but um, there are a few programs across the country that do like a five years under a five-year undergrad master's program Mm -hmm. which sounds which if you have the option to do that I would say do that Um, because not only are you going to start way ahead you you might start a year after some of your peers but you're already going to have an MBA or some type of higher ed and um, and that's going to springboard you significantly further past any of your um, that's another thing if you started to notice like that um i have friends i have friends from back in high school that have already graduated they graduated like a year ago uh and they're already working and then i've talked to people here on campus that they're going to be they're not going to be graduating uh they're in our same class but they're not going to be graduating for another year because you know they did co-ops or whatnot mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's weird it's like we're not all we're all on different paces 
which yeah. it, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, and there's and there's that just goes to show that there's so many different ways, so many different paths that you can take. Uh, you know, whether how when you finish or you know where you're going after you finish. For sure. I mean, I don't think that there's a correct a correct decision that needs to be made mm-hmm. or like a correct set path that you need to choose after graduating college, whether that's going into the workforce or going into um, um, into uh, some type of grad school. Um, but I think it's important to pick something and uh, what are what are you looking at right now? Do you not do you not know? Or well, you... so yeah, I, I'm I'm in an interesting position because I'm not graduating with like the class of 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pushed a semester back because of my co-op. Yeah. Um. So I will be graduating. So technically, the way it works is I also apply to do Ethos in the summer of 2022. Um. And so for those of you who don't know what Ethos is, um. Ethos is a program at the University of Dayton that allows, that helps students um, work in developing areas across the globe. Yeah, you can go to places like Guatemala and Africa. Mm-hmm, Guatemala, Africa. There's, they have um, partners um, in Asia and India, um, all across Africa and um, Central and South America even. Um, and so what these partners do is that they, they're working on these, um, they're working on these projects in the community and for anybody who studies how to help a developing community, there's, it's, there, it's, people always want to help, but sometimes helping the, you think you're helping, but you're actually hurting. And so when you go over to a developing country and you want to help the community, you need to make sure that when you're helping people, it's actually you're actually helping them. You're not like enabling them. Does that make sense? Are you saying like uh, you want to make sure that you're you're making you're helping them, but in a sustainable way to where they can start to help themselves? Not, Correct. Not have someone come over there and build everything for them. Be like, all right, here you go, and they're like, uh, how do we how do we uh, do that? How do we make more of that? You really hit on the, the nail on the head right there. It's you you wanna you don't wanna give them the solution. You wanna you don't wanna be the answer. You don't wanna like you don't wanna be the change, right? You wanna help other people change. Yeah. Right. That's, you wanna that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so it's very and that's it's challenging is uh, making sure that the the thing that you're doing is actually beneficial to the community. Yeah. I um, I hope you do it, man. Do you have a place in mind where you wanna go? Um, I really wanna go to Africa. Yeah. Um, that's like my big, I really, um, I've had this passion ever since I was, uh, like 16 or 17. Um, I can't remember what, like what happened. I think I watched a documentary. Um, but I, I had this, like, I had this idea that I wanted to go to Africa and create a nonprofit, um, organization in which we take, um, I guess, the way it would work would be that you employ local tradesmen in these communities to then build the things that they need. And so um, there is, let's take example, for example, there's a slum in K- 
Kenya called Kibera, and it's um, pretty large. I think it's the largest slum in Africa. And um, I can search up. Yeah, I've seen pictures. It's You've pretty. It's, it's pretty bad. Like their their water system is like sewage. It's like got like so much. It's so bad. The water. Uh, for those for those of you listening, just search up Kibera online. Um, here is the first picture. But yeah. it's, pre- it's it's pretty clear that there's not a lot of infrastructure, solid, like permanent infrastructure. And so the way the, what I'd want to do is my company, my nonprofit would go into a community like this, and it would enable the the people in the community to build the things that they need. And you, you would love my uh, my uncle Bill. Um, he uh, he lives in Malawi, Africa. He's a civil engineer. He works for um, yeah partner with his he owns his own company where he's uh, he builds turbines. That harnesses the power coming down from these ma- these mountains uh, to provide electricity to this like third world village. Uh, such a, such an awesome guy. Like uh, you got to give me his contact info. Yeah, of of course. Uh, such so he just recently got married. He's having a kid. You know, uh, he's like 30 years old. I see him. He's like wow. He's like 10 years ahead of me. But mm-hmm. um, super cool. I considered honestly like after I graduated just go out. Um, going to Malawi, Africa and working for him yeah. for like just a couple months. I'm not, Yeah. I feel like that would just be an amazing experience. Yeah, it's it's something that, it's a, something that I wanna do. I have a big passion to help people um, and I wanna, I wanna do it, but um, I get caught up in like wanting to do it like really quickly and like really soon. And um, I like, I need to, I need to slow down and take a minute and realize that I don't need to graduate and then go to Africa, like, <laughs> you know, the, the next day, right? right? I can, like, I can have other jobs and I can figure out how to make the right change that I want to and I can figure out the people I need to talk to and maybe I don't make this organization until I'm 40. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So, yeah, I kind of, that kind of, um, I kind of wanted to talk about I recently got a job offer and that kind of uh played into like um i don't i don't first i'll say this i i worked for sherman williams i um did two co-ops for them they just gave me a job offer for what is called an adp program it's a six month or six to eight month program where they just they send you to a couple sites you do a couple different positions it's really cool you know you get to um, try a bunch of new places and new things uh, without the uh, without being committed to one area. Um, but and it was a great they gave me a great offer. You know, Sherman Williams has great benefits, but I didn't accept it right away um, because I had I wanted to kind of try other companies. I wanted to apply to other companies, um, but they gave me a time limit. They gave me a week to make the decision, which is a absolute ball buster, uh, and. It was it was a really it was really weird that week because I just was in my own head I was trying to justify the decision I was making because it wasn't a decision about money it was a decision about all right am I gonna am I just gonna accept this because it's the safe uh, like obvious options like Jared it's a great company you know they're giving you a good offer you know just take it and but part of me was like he's like but I really want to see if there's other companies like Tesla or 
all these uh, exciting companies mm-hmm. um and i was it was like about I was like do i just am i just gonna go with the safe option my whole life or am i gonna take a risk you know and go for something that like i like i'm interested in um and uh it was it really made me think hard about my life mm-hmm. and like what am i gonna be uh it was almost like I was defining what kind of life I want to live. But not I, – I feel like you're you're not giving yourself enough credit because I feel like Sherwin-Williams wouldn't be the safe option because, I mean, you can – that's an international company. You're going to be moved around every, what, three months for – For the program for that, they're, that they have. You get moved around. You get moved twice. They say they say like three times. Three times. It's it's really yeah. So know. yeah, so you get moved once every two months for six months, mm-hmm. or once every three months for nine months. I mean, you could go anywhere, and you could experience so many different things. Right. And who knows? I mean, you're saying that I think you're saying it's the the safe option because it's the first option. Yes. And and it might be it might be the safe option because it is the first option, but like. At the same time, you only need to get one job. And I had nothing to, and I had nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. I, I could only, um, I'm writing, I'm writing actually an existential paper about this decision that yeah. I made because it's, was... it's weird because like I have no frame of reference. You people who are listening, when you first get your job offer, you're gonna have it, no frame of reference. I mean, you can research. But you don't know if this is a good offer because you know no one's ever offered you. No one's before. ever offered you this before, and so no one's ever offered you seventy thousand dollars plus to do anything. Exactly, and and so you. And don't... frankly, that's the most money I've. Like somebody rolled up and showed me seventy k. That's the most money I've. And I can't even comprehend. Like this sounds like this sounds like a good deal. Um, I don't know if other companies are gonna offer more. I don't know if I should be negotiating for more. Um, and. I just have to rely on, you know, my family and like people who I, I look up to, like my my uncle in LA. He yeah. he was an engineer, and then also I talked about my uncle Bill earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, when signing on a company, if they're trying to uh, lower your annual salary and then up your like initial signing bonus, don't do that because you're gonna like you're gonna lose out on a lot of money. Is that is that the case? You might get like the a thousand dollar signing bonus and that's pretty that's that's nice it's a thousand bucks right there but you're gonna end up losing 10k across a year every year for five years yeah it's like and then that. there's also the benefits kind of pack or what kind of package are you getting because that I mean you could have like a 80, benefits 401k healthcare, dental you could have like a job offer that's five thousand dollars more in salary but if you have like no dental health um no 401k uh like given with you it's like oh that's not worth it at all um so it was it was a really you know tough week i feel good about my decision did you say yes or i said yes i accepted the the offer congratulations Um, thank you very much uh and so i'm i'm excited you know i it feels it feels relieving because i can imagine you know you accept a job offer it's like all right you know that monkey's off your back you don't when people ask you, you know what are you doing after college, you have an answer, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you can kind of focus on, all right, I just have to get through the school year. I can kind of relax, um, and just enjoy it. So, uh, that's why I'm feeling it now. 
and so that's kind of that's kind of two options what does it feel like yeah so you talked about it just really, really briefly here but having a job being a senior in college and then having a job are you falling off the wagon are you staying on top of your schoolwork how does that feel i feel like i've law lo- i feel like i've kind of like um i've gotten more loose and i haven't really been like crazy uh, like I've I, I've missed a couple. I don't. I'm not when I'm I'm not like letting off the the gas on the football just because I have an offer. But it's the idea. It's the mentality of like my GPA, my Jeep. There my my GPA is not as important right now mm-hmm. as as anymore. As long as I keep it like where it's at right now, um, I may maintain my scholarship for next semester. That's literally like the only thing my GPA could matter for. Yeah. Is if my scholarship for next semester to lower my tuition. Like if I fail, if I like get D's all this semester and it drops to like a 2.7 and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, Jared, we're gonna need you to pay $3,000 more if you wanna finish that degree. I, I'll uh, actually, I'll let, let you know on a little secret that I learned freshman year because I was in the same boat. Um, the, at the B, when you, I don't know if other universities do this, but at Dayton, at least when we joined, um, freshman year, when you sign like the agreement at the beginning of the of the semester to go to school here for four years, you agree on the same price for four years, and actually the price four years ago is inflated, is inflated to what they think the price will be for university when we're seniors. Mm. Um, so we paid. I think the, the tuition at Dane was $60,000 a year when we were freshmen. Oh, yeah. That means that that price, that price was how much it would have cost to go here now. Really? And, I didn't know that. And now, and, and now it's 70, it's like $70,000. And that's, that's the price it's going to cost to go here in four years, even though they're charging it now. Dude, they're I... charging that because they're inspecting the price to go up. Wow. I didn't know that. That's one thing. Second thing, when you sign on, you sign, you sign an agreement to pay the same price for four years. So, um, yeah, you should totally keep your GPA up. It's really important. But in the end, um, even if you do fall below like the 3.0 or whatever that cutoff is, mm-hmm. they don't take away your scholarship. That's that's great to hear. Yeah. That's it was great to hear when I was a freshman yeah. because I was very stressed and very worried about scholarship money. Yeah, I'm, I'm and it's so not happy. Easy. It's not easy going through school, going through difficult classes, worrying about finances. It's it's nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah. It's toxic. Uh, it on, really on, is. On the mind. Yeah, um, it truly is. You should be able to learn and enjoy your time here at the, you know, at the university without having to think about the – Concept, I don't know the heavy the heavy weight of the yeah I mean, pressure. Yeah, absolutely, I totally agree. I think it's I think student loans in this country are just ridiculous, and absurd, and I don't even think that they should really exist. Mm-hmm. I don't think the government should just wipe out student loans. Is that is that a thing in Europe? I, I I student loans. I never really asked when I was over there. Like yeah, their education. So each company has like different like foreign policy or. It has a different policy for education. I think Finland 
Um, and they have like the best school system in the yeah, world. Yeah, Finland. Finland has. I don't know what what the deal is, but they're. Yeah. Some of the, yeah they they're like ranked. They have the best uh, education system, and they're also like the happiest country in the world. But you know, I think the issue they, with America. They, they, yeah, they like. They're in the students are in class less time. The teachers are in class teaching less time. There's not like homework and like the 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 scores are just as high if not higher and people are like more happy. So right now that's Finland. Finland is a country of um you know a couple million and. America is 350 million. Right, yeah. And so it's, you know, when you talk about... But we don't have to talk about that. Right, <laughs> That's yeah. The... Capitalism. Capitalism. Um, okay. Our next topic that we're going to touch on really quick is our senior capstone. I actually think that, you know, we should save that. Oh, perfect. We could, we could do another podcast. Okay, I think know, that's a good idea. Um, uh, to talk about that, because I... I can't wait to talk about what we're doing. I can't wait to hear about what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. So this, uh, <laughs> I feel like I want to end it now and move on to another sure. podcast. But please, uh, thank you for listening. We hope we hope you enjoyed to this uh, episode of the JR podcast with uh, me, Jared, and Rainer Kosnick. <laughs> so thank you for listening and. Stay tuned in the next podcast. We'll see you guys next week.